0: This week on Reliving the Extreme, we are discussing House Party 1996, the event that took place at the ECW Arena January 5th, 1996. Nate Max and your host here, along with my brother Aaron. Hello, everybody. And Mr. Chad Austin.
1: <laughs> yeah, if I would have known this show was going to be so long, I would have crashed that house party. Jesus. What's up, guys?
0: Yeah, it's like one of those it's like one of those modern Wrestlemanias. It's like when is this ever going to fucking end? Can you Best imagine that, how
1: long it was in real time?
0: Yeah, like, cuz like, some you, of these matches were cut up. Yeah.
1: <laughs> if you were actually working the show, you know, ima- just imagine being whatever the main public enemy. What time do you think they want out there? Had to have been well after midnight, right?
0: Well, I was gonna, I was gonna ask you, what time did an ECW arena show usually start? What eight?
1: Um, like seven,
2: like seven thirty.
0: Okay, so yeah, and by the, the time th- Public Enemy got out there, it was probably close to midnight. It yeah, had to have been. like, like you said,
2: they 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 clip matches. I'm sure there was an, I'm sure there was an intermission to sell shit. Of course, and you know what? They're not gonna just rush match out after match out.
1: It was going to be, a, you know, especially if there was plundering and they had to clean shit up, they had to, like, you know, it was probably five, seven minutes in between each match, probably at least. But my God, man, that's why I asked you if we are going to do this in one show or not, because I'm glad I wasn't on it, because <laughs> I would imagine how long I would have had this. I probably would just, if I worked earlier in that show, I probably would just threw my hands in the air and said, Paul, you can just fucking mail me to check. I I'm not sticking around for for you to cut checks at this this time of the night.
0: I'm gonna... it's, like <laughs> Nate, it's
2: like Nate said, we're we're not gonna have to go blow for blow for the matches. And plus, how many notes can you have on like Hackamires versus Tads or Bubba versus Jimmy Del Rey? Oh, it's not like there. Yeah, barn I, mean, I, was gonna, or
0: I was gonna say there are some significant things during this event that we will touch on as we go through it. But we open with Joey doing the intro. Alfonso comes out, and this is this is good. This is good character development for Taz because Joey starts to argue and fight with Fonzie because Fonzie's, of course, being a overbearing asshole. I mean, how and great Taz, was
1: Joey? How great was Joey here, though? Oh,
0: Joey was amazing. And he, Taz comes out and starts bullying Joey. And yeah, you're right. Joey was fantastic at being the you know when 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 he's just out there with Fonzie, he's, he's got a got no problems. Yeah, but once Taz comes out. He's got ovaries, and it was perfect. I
1: thought, I thought it was great, too,
0: because I'm like, dude, you know, Joey ain't scared
1: of Foxy. He's all, like, whipping him around and shit, <laughs> bullying him, and all, all of a sudden, he hit Taz's generic WWE music. Yeah, that was great stuff, man. Joey was
2: really good there. He was, and it's, a, it, it, yeah, he was afraid of Taz, but it was also, like, he was trying to be logical with the guy, you know what I mean? Like, like I like you, we're friends. I just don't understand why you're doing what you're doing and, and why are you associating with this fucking asshole? You, you know, that type of thing. But it was I would was, have
1: loved to know what he was saying. It's probably exactly what he was
2: saying. It was just real everybody did a really good job. Taz even did a good job out there. I think they all did all did their job effect effectively. I think.
1: That's a hell of a way to open the show, right?
0: Yeah, and well and then the the guy who seems to be at least early on. The guy who seems to be the one that was going to be designated to get dropped on his head a bunch by Taz, El Puerto Ricanio comes out. I think this why? is like the se- why? would you this is go like- out there? <laughs> yeah, you're right. This is like the second or third time we've watched El Puerto Ricanio and Taz, and Taz just e- e- eviscerates this guy. But you're right. Like at this point, from a character standpoint, what a dumbass! Why would you even go out there?
1: Like if if I if I was uh, if it was like real like real life situation. And I was El Porto Ricoño, and I knew I was supposed to go out next. I would have walked out through the curtain, saw that Taz was still out there, and just threw my hands in the air and was like, "Nah, uh-uh. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going back to the locker room, guys." Or they should have s- done his.
2: They, they should have done his character like they did with Piper and Johnny Rods. Be like, I'm not fighting this guy anymore. I'm on his side now.
0: Yeah, I'm <laughs> his manager now.
2: <laughs> I'm his manager now. I'm gonna be with. <laughs> yeah,
0: <them>. that helped. <laughs>
2: Poor El Porto Ricano.
1: <laughs> He's now El Porto Ricano. <laughs> El Porto Ricano. And then Shocker. Fucking hit the hit the generic WWE music for 9-1-1. Yes,
0: 911 enters the ring. And then also do the Eliminators and Jason. And then Rey Mysterio. I didn't even and, know how to uh, write
1: this all down. I didn't know if it was a match.
0: Yeah, I actually didn't either because I put this is kind of a mess, and then I put oh it becomes a match. Now I get it, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, did it was you know never what, like you
2: what the match was. What was did the match supposed they, to be? They had all those they had all the underneath guys or whatever come out and pull Taz and 911 apart. Yes, remember that, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Out of all the people that came out, that crowd turned on bad crew. Did you notice that? Yeah. <laughs> like everybody was out there, and that, that crowd was just like bad crew. Hey, Bad Crew sucks dick. Yeah, I These wonder scrunchies. where I was that night. <laughs> like all of this shit's happened, and that that entire building was like, Bad crew sucks dick.
1: <laughs> I, I think probably, I
2: was there.
1: But I think once I found out that I wasn't being used, that I don't think I even got dressed. I think I just stayed in my regular I don't, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then after a while, because this show went so long, I probably left, you know, I probably left early. Cause I don't remember if I stayed there, or I drove home at night or not. But God, imagine having to wait there after the show for your check. I just would have said, just mail it to me, dude.
0: That's what Pauly was hoping for.
1: <laughs> oh, of course. Nine one one coming out. I'm like, all right. Like I, I didn't even know what to write down. I didn't know what it was. You know, I didn't write down anybody versus anybody, cause it just, it just bled into one thing, one thing, one thing. And then when, when, when Ray Ray comes out. And I want to see him go for a cover. I'm like, what's the match? You know, <laughs> who is he covering? I mean, why?
0: As we figure out as it goes along, the match itself is nine one one and Ray Mysterio versus the Eliminators. We think, I think, that's I'm what pretty sure. too, right? <laughs> I don't know what was advertised, but this is what we got,
1: which wasn't a bad thing, I don't think.
0: Now I actually like I like the it's it's it shows the the. And we always talk about it, but it shows the mind of Paul Heyman about accentuating the po- or accentuating the positives and and get, taking down the negatives. Putting Rey Mysterio with nine one one is a great a great idea because Rey Mysterio can be in for if you're going to have a ten minute match, he can be in for seven minutes of it and be exciting. And nine one one could just be yeah, or nine one one could just be there to lay, lay somebody out, you know. And and the ECW crowd likes nine one one for as limited yeah. as, as he as he is. But Ray would take the heat, put the heat on Ray,
1: so you can hot tag fucking Al, and you know what I mean. And then boom, take it home from there. Don't let him do too much,
2: you know what I mean? Yeah, I was just listening to Todd's book. I'm almost done with it, but he, he was talking. It's funny because he brought this up in the in the book. He said nine one one started doing like was doing the choke slam shit, obviously, but um, got on this kick about how he wanted to start wrestling, and they were like, "That's a bad idea." And he's like, "I want to wrestle," and. He said the minute that guy wanted to start wrestling, it just the bloom was off. She was just like, all right. Yeah, that's that's a true story. I was there for that.
1: And then Paul, I remember Paul trying to convince him, you know, just stick to what we got, brother. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think he wanted to tell him, you know. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. There's no chance you're wrestling, you know. Because I think he eventually did. He does, I think eventually. And I think he got exposed.
0: Yeah, yeah. And then you know, and then they, and then he winds up in WCW, jobbing to Lex Luger on Nitro, and that's pretty much it. (laughs) Dude, this this was
1: like everybody that (laughs) that didn't have a match. I
0: think was involved in this, like not a real match.
1: They just kept running people out, you know, and they just kept bleeding into one thing. One thing bled into another, and I I just got confused. And like I said, I didn't even know what to write
0: down. By the end of it, I'm pretty sure Ray and 911 won what was the, supposed to be the tag team match, but then the Eliminators beat them up directly after the match and then the Pitbulls come out. So like Chad said, it's it's a it's a soup here. You have no idea what's it going was, on. It was a terrible finish too. That finish
2: was so stupid.
0: I didn't even write it down. They they
2: uh Ray got on 911's shoulders. So saturn got on cronus's shoulders and they were like two and like the chicken game or whatever yeah take a chicken check a fight and ray suit ray huda Conranted saturn off of cronus's shoulders jumping off a of 9-1-1 it was it was so stupid it's like why would why would the eliminators do that <laughs> i guess right it was just a stupid fucking finish tass attacks 9-1-1 like 27 times <laughs> Thing. What the hell uh, is going on?
1: <laughs> it's every time fucking 911 we get back up onto its feet, Taz would just beat him up again. Yeah. And just know, take him back memory? out again. And I, that's that's when we start to see like the, the chink in 911's armor, you know. Because once you can get to him, you know, he, he can definitely get had. You just gotta mm-hmm. get to him. And and Taz was the perfect guy to do it. It looks it looks it's a great visual. Big ass Al and Tiny ass tests standing there. So yeah, I I, I thought it was just it, it was great for what it was, but I just didn't know what it was supposed to be. <laughs> I, I would have just loved to seen the rundown sheet in the back, like you know how it was how it was put on the door, like how the match rundown was going to be. I wonder what Paul would have
2: wrote, just I mean, if he did anything. <laughs> Everybody does do something, <laughs> and then like what? Imagine being the guys that got to go after it and. Being like, well, they just did everything. So. Pretty much.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was yeah, this was a this was a, a doozy of a show, man. I can tell you that, man. The fans got their money's
2: worth, I'll tell you that.
0: Yeah. The yeah, next matchup. One, nope, go ahead. I again. was
2: just gonna say, and yeah, I was just gonna say yeah, nine one one and rave or er, and uh Rey Mysterio end up winning that match.
0: And the next match on the show, like I said, this mat this uh, event has some significant events during it, and it also has some uh, significant debut here, the ECW debut of Rob Van Dam as he faces Axel Rotten.
1: Yeah, I was I was uh, a little bit surprised at this. I I, I forgot that it was on that show. Well, That's I actually I may not have, I may have not have been back yet, or when I don't know where when, I was, or like if I was, I don't remember being there, but. Yeah, I, I was like, oh, Rob Van Dam and Axel. All
2: right.
0: Well, I, I was actually surprised, too, because I don't know why, but in my mind, for some reason, I mean, not too much later, but I did. I did guess I just forgot the RVD. Um, I guess I thought he came into ECW later in 96. I guess I didn't know it was like uh, didn't realize it was this early in the year that he. Well, what's the what was the
1: date of the show? Was
0: the January summertime? 5th, January 5th.
1: Oh, so we're we're early in the year then? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, did, did did Rob stick around then, or did he come in and go away again and come back?
0: No, I think he's pretty much. I think he's pretty much in for the long haul at this point.
2: Yeah, I mean, unless I mean, unless you remember,
0: unless you remember differently than me, Aaron.
2: Um, I don't think he went away. I mean, he might have. I don't want to say it, like he might have had more. He might have been spending more time in Japan, maybe, than he was in ECW. Yeah, that, that's kind of what I was going for. Like, did, did he did he maybe still have some more
1: Japanese commitments that he came in, you know, and probably want to wait for like maybe two months, you know what I mean? Was this this could have been like his, you know, quote unquote tryout match kind mm-hmm. of thing. And of course, when you see him in there with Axel, then you it's it's just the same thing as put him out there with me. You know what I mean? But Axel would have Axel had a better match with Rob probably than I would for what they wanted Rob to do because they would have just had Rob squash me. I, I thought they would have. I would have got like two spots in probably at the beginning and then the rest of it would have been Rob doing his stuff. But Rob's got to fight from underneath sometimes too. Yeah. And Axel's a big dude. You know? he, can, he can do all the catching. I ain't catching that dude. Yeah. <laughs> Not on, not on that, on that big edge ring to the floor. Damn, he would have squatted. I would have never got back in the ring after that dive. Shit. Yeah, I, I was. Just, it was a solid. To me, it was a solid RVD. A, a way to bring a, a way to bring the guy in, and you still had the, the
2: the.
1: Wasn't the crowd still chanting like "fuck him up, Axel"?
2: Yeah, they didn't like Rob when he first got there. Not yeah, even as so. not, even, I mean, not even not even not even talking about like when he became a heel or whatever. Just he kind of had like a little bit of what dreamer had early on where they were like, we don't like this guy.
0: Yeah. Well, and he's got, he's got, he's got a little bit of that because he had, he had gotten done doing the, the Robbie V thing in WCW. Cause he, so he's still got a little bit of that stink on him. Yeah. Know, for the...
1: Yeah. Yeah. And he probably, this is probably like during the height of like the tape trading stuff. So he probably wasn't a big name out there around the, all the tape traders. I mean, I don't even remember if I knew, if I knew who he was. You know, yeah. So uh, I'm sure I've probably heard of him, and I I did have some stuff from Michigan that he was on when he first started, and I I did have his Memphis. I still have his Memphis stuff. Um, when he went to Memphis, for like two weeks or whatever. Hell, everybody goes for like a month in Memphis, and then he probably he probably got his pay off and just disappeared too, like everybody else.
2: But yeah, I could see like, you know, that coming in, he's Robbie V from WCW and this little good looking guy or whatever. And they probably were like, yeah, fuck this guy. But Rob's the type of guy that after you see him a couple of times and he shows you what the fuck he can do, you can't, can't not get behind that fucking guy.
1: Yeah. And then probably once Melcher got a hold, people were reading Melcher and they found out he was a big weed smoker and that legend grew and, you know then they, they gave him way more of a chance then, you know? Yeah. Probably. But it wasn't well, what it was. I mean, Axel did Axel did his job. He got his shit in, you know, did what he was supposed to do. Like I said, Axel was a way better uh, opponent for Rob at that time than if I would have been there and they would have booked Rob against me. Because he definitely would have probably squashed me. And he wasn't going to do the dives on me. I, there's no chance he would do it. I would have got back in the ring. He would have still been out on the floor, even though he <laughs> dove on me. Because <laughs> I wouldn't have called him. <laughs> I would have accidentally pretended like my back hurt as he flew over top of me. Oh, oh shit. I put to catch him. I don't know what happened there, Rob. Sorry.
0: But yeah, RVD gets his first win in ECW over Axel Rotten. And then well, our next. get
1: getting into him then.
0: Yeah. Yeah, toward the end. Toward the end. Well, and like Aaron said, you watch that guy in the ring, and you get, you get to a point where it's like, okay, I can't deny this guy's fucking. Yeah, and that
1: that was probably I don't know how many times he had really seriously wrestled in the states, besides WCW. But you you we not going to see what he could do there in WCW, with the bare feet and you know and getting like two and a half minute matches
0: yeah, when he on worldwide
1: or whatever. Yeah, so he didn't get a whole lot of TV
0: time in WCW. I mean, did it even happen? Did it if it, if your match is on WCW syndicated TV? Did it ever even happen?
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like Robbie V versus Chick Donovan. Oh boy,
1: <laughs> Bobby Starr. <laughs> yeah, I could see that
2: happening. But no that disrespect Chick I no, no disrespect to Chick Donovan, but I think he was. 56 by the time he got to WCW. Well, i was gonna say
0: it is funny <laughs> during that during that Olie anderson era of wcw when he was bringing in like a bunch of old timers and stuff there's a match i cannot remember who he wrestles but chick donovan wrestles somebody and tony Schiffani calls him youngster this youngster chick donovan i was like is that a rib kidding me? oh it was
1: it was he was wrestling in, like seventy four.
0: That's what I was gonna say. That's like when uh when at the, Roy- ch- at the at the Royal Rumble ninety 90- we're <laughs> at the Royal Rumble ninety three when Carlos Colon comes out and Gorilla Monsoon calls him a youngster in nineteen ninety three. <laughs> Jesus, but oh, uh, Shivani,
2: he's admitted that a lot of the stuff he said on WCW is him just making fun of it. Like like they asked him why he said the yete, like why he say it like that, like why he why did you say yete. Because it was fucking stupid and I wanted to let him know. (laughs) But I couldn't just go, this is fucking stupid. So I'm just going to be like, here comes the
1: Yeti. Yeah, Shabani's classic. (laughs) I could totally see him doing that because he he knows that nobody's paying attention. (laughs) Ain't nobody watching this. I can do whatever I want. That's how you a lot are, of the guys were.
0: Yeah, or <laughs> just, yeah, just Gordon solely just be fucking drunk doing WCW Worldwide because who gives a shit? <laughs> well, listen
2: to some of them. I know we're getting off topic, but listen. Go back and watch some of them Coliseum videos or those matches from, like, fucking, like, the Philadelphia Spectrum and listen to the commentators on there. They're cracking all kinds of insider shit.
1: Oh, it it's gets even terrible. worse when Raven like,
2: starts doing uh,
1: color as Scotty Flamingo or Johnny Polo, yeah. whatever it was. Like
2: like uh that whenever Steve Lombardi was on, like working, they'd say he went he went to the the uh, Garvin School of School of Self Defense. So, yeah, yeah, Learned all his attacks from the rear. Like shit. Yeah. Like, that. It's like what is going on?
1: <laughs> the Briscoe body shop, they specialize <laughs> in rear end work. <laughs> <laughs> that shit's classic.
0: Oh, the the next
2: next ma- my, my my favorite one's been Pat in '99 or whatever when Pat rips his shirt off like Hulk Hogan and Jim Ross like he's single fellas.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Jeez, that was.
0: Well, the next match on this show is uh, Two Cold Scorpio wrestling Mikey Whipwreck for the TV title. On the last show, we watched Mikey won the TV title. And that's about to change during this match. But this match is almost like, I wrote down here, not that it's bad, but they almost, other than the finish, they almost have the same match they had the last time when Mikey won the title. Pretty much.
1: I mean, at at the beginning, after Scorp cut his promo, that's when Mikey kind of jumped in. When they were like face-to-face. I mean, besides the last match where they actually had a match-match, this one started off like hotter. With you know Mikey kind of you know initiating the fight, right? To get the upper hand on him, yeah. And, um, dude, I, yeah, I thought this, it was pretty much it was pretty much the same match, except it, it, the finish was different. You know, because Mikey ended up like going over. You know, they did the same shit. Like Scorpio could have beat him like a hundred times, and yeah. he kept pulling him up, pulling him up, and. It bit him in the ass, and Joey Styles made sure to mention that during during the match.
0: Yes, and that 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 was and that was the only difference. Like last time, they like you said, that's what they did was that bit bit Scorpio in the ass, and he lost the title. This time, they pretty much did the same thing, and but instead, at the end of the match, Raven comes out and gives Mikey a DDT, which gets gets Scorpio the win to win the title back. So, Aaron, did you have any notes on the match?
2: No, it's just like I said. I put it in here. It's like Scorpio's making the same mistake again, and that dive Mikey did was pretty good. He almost like been on almost the third row. It's like it's like I don't mind watching these guys wrestle each other, but they just they were like, oh, you know what, what we did last time? Let's just do that again. That you was a question. nice ref
1: bump, though. Yeah, how when the, when Mikey jumped off the top rope, or I think Scorpio off the top rope, and like I guess Mikey's arm flew up or, or Scorps, whoever did the dive, whoever was getting caught, his arm flew up and it hit the referee, you know, and took him out because you almost didn't see it coming. But after you, if you went back and watched it again, you can see the referee standing so close. You know, he's standing right there. If I was a referee and I saw the guy going to the top rope, I wouldn't be, like, standing that close, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But at, at the spur of the moment, when the first time you see it, you didn't catch it. But, yeah, right. the ref goes down, and it was like, all right, now let the shenanigans begin.
0: And shenanigans do begin. And again, we always ask the question, why does a ref bump matter in ECW? But anyway. I
2: know, right? (laughs) Look at that opening match. That opening match had every shenanigan. And the referee was upright the entire time and did nothing. (laughs) Because it wasn't a match.
0: (laughs) That match (laughs) had every shenanigan.
2: Imagine every shenanigan you could have. That's what they had to had a
1: gimmick in ECW, shenanigan he just he just he just runs outdoor in every melee <laughs> you know it ends up just getting beat up so i just ends up just being in the middle of everybody beating him up there it is he's shane Anigan. <laughs> yeah it was a, it was a it was a solid match and and, and that's going to be a, a a word that i wrote down that i noticed it's going to be a, a a common thread throughout this whole entire show that it was solid
2: mm-hmm
1: you know, because you could tell by the way how long the show ran that they gave that match time too. They gave everybody time, time did not matter. The ring crew had to be pissed off at that, you know, and then people had to clean that building up after that had to be pissed off when that show ended. <laughs>
0: The uh, at later on, I have a comment on one of the matches as far as that goes, but I'll get to that when I get to that. But yeah, Mikey wins the TV title from Scorpio. No, and this, or Scorpio, I'm sorry, Scorpio wins the TV <laughs> title back from Mikey, is what I meant. And our next match is um, Taz versus Hack Myers, and this is uh, serving the same purpose for RVD that the match with Axel served.
2: This is our uh, I think our 47th appearance of Taz on this show. Already, already, <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. I guess I mean, yeah. You knew what was going to happen, but I'm not. You know, I just. It's glad that they sent Hack out first. You know, mm-hmm. that way, because the, the crowd didn't know who was going to work, because he would already seen Taz, and he probably expected Taz in a higher profile match. But he sent Taz out. I mean, he sent Hack out to his normal fanfare of the Shaws, and everybody loved him. And then, as soon as as soon as they played Taz's music, you just heard like Taz is going to kill you, and oh brother, you know what I mean? Like you knew poor Taz was in for a. You know, and I, he didn't, doesn't even uh Joey Style say it that like Hack was in for a long night or something? I think he says it before the the match even starts. And if, this is definitely. I wonder how long, how how much before this match was when I worked Taz. This is this this is like the still at the beginning of the new Taz character, right?
0: Yeah, the, we saw we kind of saw the debut of it on the last TV episode we watched.
1: All right, and so then, then I, I must have worked him the last probably that Friday night before that ECW house show. Yeah, that I mean that sounds about right. Yeah, hey, but Hack Hack took a pretty good solid shellacking.
0: Yes, he did. <laughs> <laughs>
2: And 911 wasn't in this match, but it made him look like a bitch because he's just been attacked um 67 times in his match by Taz, but he doesn't even come out to get any revenge. Like he was upright when the match ended. Well, probably so he was in taking- now, Paul was out there
1: trying to control him. That Paul kept him in the back, you know. Didn't let him know Taz was out there, but you know, they, they could have at least mentioned something like that. Like, where the hell is
2: nine one one? You Somebody know. beat me up. Somebody beat me up 86 times in a row. I'd try to get my revenge. <laughs>
1: yeah. So, yeah, Paul was keeping him busy.
0: After I, the him. match, after the match, which Taz wins, obviously, with the Taz mission, he goes on a, uh F bomb uh, laden promo, telling the crowd to fuck off and et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, thank um, God
1: it's Peacock. God damn, man. It was a lot of F bombs on this show. I I didn't even realize that until I watched it.
0: And they just let him rip.
1: (laughs) It was pretty much a squash. I mean, considering how over Hack is with them people. I was actually, I mean, Hack got his, he got that, that whole spot where he throws the guy in, the guy takes the face bump, and then he comes back out and Hack hits him from behind when he backs back out of the buckle. That's a regular Hack spot. And then normally he would grab you while you're bent over. And take you over to the ropes and climb to the top and jump down with the knees on on like, to the to the head. So you take a face bump. Well, Taz mm-hmm. wasn't taking it. He wasn't getting that far. He wasn't getting a chance to put Taz. You know what I mean? In that position. But just watching watching Taz throw Hack around, it was great. Hack was a good hand, man. Yep. But but yep. it was pretty much a squash except for that brief spot. And then when he ties him up, whatever. At submission, whenever he got him in, I'm like, thank God that wasn't me either. <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> I'm I'm glad I wasn't on this show, thank God. I would have been yep. Francine, I would have been 911, and then I would have got choked out by Taz probably on this show <laughs> if I would have worked it. The
0: uh, the next the office for me. The, the next thing we see on this show is uh the Dudleys headed to the ring en mass. Pretty much all the Dudleys headed to the ring. And then we see Jimmy Del Rey, who now has Mr. Hughes at his side. The big cat. Mr. There's Hughes is back. Mr. Hughes the is big back. Cat. Oh, I have well, a, reason. a reason. They have a I reason. Yeah. But it,
2: it it makes no sense like that he was with Jimmy Del Rey. But <laughs> yeah,
0: you're right. It, like when yeah, it's like, uh, well, that's weird.
2: <laughs> but uh the gigolo Jimmy Del Rey. <laughs> And the big match
0: is the Jiggalo
2: versus the Jiggler. It's Jimmy Ray versus Bubba Dudley.
1: Now I know that I wasn't on this show or I wasn't there because I would have marked out for Jimmy Del Rey from when he was a jobber in, like, Florida and in Georgia and stuff. Because his his big – like, he's the guy that I stole my backdrop from. Like, he would always take crazy bumps off of backdrops. And, like, I'd never see him, like, take the same – like. Especially a regular backdrop. Never saw him do it. He would always end up to the side. He'd flip some other kind of way. You know, he'd land different. And then I, I stole that from him because I did the same thing. Like I was like, I'm not i ain't taking a regular fucking backdrop, you know, especially at my size. Mm-hmm. Guys could like throw me really high and I knew how to post and everything. So yeah. I stole I stole that whole backdrop spot from the
2: gigolo. I didn't steal. I didn't steal the Gigolo moniker,
1: though.
2: And they did him shitty in WCW too, or what they did with him. I don't know nothing. They totally changed him and made him Jimmy Graffiti, and he was like a graffiti artist. Oh, that's right. Because didn't he have like graffiti or like on his trunks? Well, he had like a almost like a public enemy type outfit, like big shirt, shorts. It's like they cut his hair and his beard. It's like, what the fuck? The whole good thing about him was that he was a sleazy scumball that thought he was the sexiest guy in the world. Like, Long red great hair, gimmick. mustache. Yeah, and his fucking pubic chest hair. It's like, this guy's perfect. You're just going to ruin him? You're going to cover up all that gloryness? <laughs> all that and gorgeousness. And <laughs> he's <a
0: gigolo>. w- <laughs> WCW, everybody. <laughs> the Yeti. i I wonder
1: how many girls he really did get you know i wonder what kind of what kind of girls he really did
2: get (laughs) that that's even even makes me wonder even more
0: (laughs) i was gonna say what i've heard
2: whatever what i've heard is all the girls he got wasn't willingly but oh that's right
1: i forgot about that (laughs) yeah the date rape guy yeah a bunch of h bombs (laughs) h bomb del jimmy h bomb del rey I can't believe somebody ran with that gimmick. <laughs> I heard a, a lot of people story. ran from that gimmick. <laughs> yeah, he comes, he comes out doing all his giggle, walking to the ring, and all the women just back away from the ring rail.
0: They, sh- they, <laughs> the show, they, sh- they show him arriving at the arena in a panel van. <laughs> yeah.
1: And he, he, it's got a Playboy, like a window on the side. It's like a Playboy bunny. <laughs> <laughs> He opens the side, the, the the side doors up, and it's all like fucking velvet <laughs> hot, In, hot inside so- of it. Hot, the blo-
0: soundtrack "Hot Hot Blooded" is playing from the. I was just gonna say the
2: soundtrack to heavy metal. He's got like the chick airbrushed on the side of the van, and then you hear the <laughs> click of the eight track go to the next track halfway through the song. It's just the heavy metal soundtrack.
1: <laughs> Dude, poor Jimmy Del Rey's taking a beat. <laughs> well oh, he deserves it. <laughs> yeah, you know how, like, um, well, you never been there. Like, if you get there earlier enough, there's <laughs> enough people that are standing outside that they know where the boys park at. So they, can, they could, they could, they would, like, you know, see you pulling in and they would start walking over that way, try to get a picture or an autograph, whatever. You can You just imagine that van, a van pulling up, and then you even got to know, like, speculate, oh, there's Jimmy Del Rey's van. It's all airbrushed on the side of it. <laughs> One more minute, midnight, Damn,
2: midnight. hot blooded.
1: <laughs> that'd be the fucking best, man.
0: <laughs> got the fucking got the fucking curtains on the inside of the van.
1: Fuck yeah, man. The 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 the, the back seat's already fucking turned into a bed. <laughs> it's folded down already. There's porn on the TV. <laughs> So he gets out of the van, he's
2: like, Who's ready to get sticky? Yeah, that's his shirt. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the H bomb in the back of it. Who's ready to get sticky? <laughs> Damn,
1: you could have had a whole other career in
2: this business. <laughs> They say okay. your, they say your gimmick should just be a little bit of your personality turned up, right? <laughs> well, this had to have been your panel van rapist. Deal with it. <laughs> Go with it.
1: <laughs> According to Melcher, oh. yeah, I mean, uh, they, that, they really <laughs> should have done something more with that fucking gimmick. Uh,
2: imagine if he would have made it to WWE for that. He would have ended up like riding the van to the ring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It's As a little like, pulling up in their cars. <laughs> <laughs> here,
2: comes, here comes the big conversion
1: van pulling, the running boards.
2: Actual oh, hot blooded yeah. being played live. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, Jimmy Del Rey's a, arriving to the show to the building right now. And the, and the reporters don't go over to the van and like say hi to him and get a word because they know he's gonna be a while. Because <laughs> 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 he's in there. Putting on his wrestling trunks, lathering up Putting the baby oil on Oh
0: waiting shit
1: the to, Waiting for the 8-track to skip back To the hot-blooded again <laughs> So they can come back after his ring music Yeah, he's hot-blooded alright
0: Well, in this match After Bubba Defeats Del Rey <laughs> with a DDT Which I think is the last time we're going to see Jimmy Del Rey in ECW No, it, is. it was definitely
1: a favor, right?
0: Mr. Hughes, Mr. Hughes reveals why he's actually there. And he introduces the fact that, uh, and I put this out, he, Mr. Hughes had to be here because in the grand scheme of ECW, Mr. Hughes is the guy that carries Shane Douglas's bags. Here comes Shane Douglas in his return to ECW after his failed run with the WWF as Dean Douglas. Denim well, Dan is he's back.
1: Saying he's the smartest wrestler.
0: Because he kind of like,
1: he, he kind of goofs on himself. Um, was he saying he was smart because he took the money, went to the WWE and took the money and then waited for the, his time to run out just to come back?
2: Um, Todd Gordon, like I said, I uh audible in his book. He talks about like the only time he ever talked to JJ Dillon was he called JJ because he wanted to check on Shane and there was something else. So he called him. And he said, uh, hey, J.J., how's my boy Shane doing? And J.J. was like, you want him back? Really? <laughs> yeah. He said, like, you can have him. <laughs> how's
1: my boy Shane doing?
2: <laughs> and he was like, you want him back?
1: Like- he probably said, is Shane O'Mac? <laughs> What's Shane? Who are you talking about? Yeah, I could totally see that. Because, I mean, he was not over with the crowd when he came back.
2: Like yeah, this probably. was very it was, it was very anticlimactic. What's that? Coming, it was him coming back was very anticlimactic. Like yeah,
1: he, it's like he had to get himself back over again, and he had to go back into the whole the Shane. You know, there's you know reason why I came back. Whatever
0: that, he that wanted, like- what he wanted, what he wanted was he wanted the the Sabu pop. But he didn't get oh. the Sabu pop. No, <laughs> it's because
2: Sabu, Sabu didn't go to WWE. He didn't leave him for the WWF. You know what yeah. I mean? He went back to Japan, and he still did the heart. He was still Sabu. Like, Sabu didn't really sell out per se. Like, he just took a better pay. And it was known that he did that. Shane left and was like, fuck this place. I'm gonna go beat Dean Douglas. And It's like, now you're back,
0: and he had to get himself
2: back did, over again.
0: Yeah, because you know, you know when he, you know when he, he, you, know when he you know when he left, you know when he left, he didn't think he'd be coming back. Yeah.
1: <laughs> he, he was hoping he wasn't coming back. Pretty much, he was probably hoping that after his WWE run was over, he was going to end up going to WCW like everybody else. But after he, he wasn't there. What five months?
0: Six months? He was. Uh, yeah, he was in the WWE. He, he debuted. Excuse me. He debuted in the WWF in August of ninety-five and he is gone by December. So you have four months.
1: Oh Jesus, what is that? What very little TV time? Basically,
0: besides yeah, I mean, the vignettes. Pre- pre- pretty, mu- pretty much what he did on TV was job to the click.
2: I mean, honestly, that's pretty much what he did. And he shit on, like, and before he got there, were the promos entertaining and everything? Yeah, but he shit on everybody that was important in these other promotions before he got there. It even fucking backfired on him when he got to WCW in, like, 99. People didn't want to fucking work with him. Like, Flair fucking hated him. Like, Shane was like, oh, I was just working. He's like, no, you're a piece of shit.
1: Pretty much. And then his career was never any good anywhere else, anyway. Like nobody ever really pushed him anywhere.
2: Flair Even was as like Dean a, Douglas, he didn't really get pushed in the ring. I think Flair said like Shane's most successful run was at Target or some shit like that.
1: <laughs> yeah, being a manager. <coughs> but that was
2: all a shoot. Yeah, you know that, right? Yeah, but what I'm saying is like once he find like he would shoot on all these guys, and then once he got in like other than Sean, I think once he got in front of all of them, he was like, "Oh, I was just trying to drum up some business. I was just trying need, to get some heat." It's like, "Fuck you!" It's not like I was that. It's not like Sean Michaels or Rick Flair, wherever, and go there and work anyway. So it's like, "What the fuck?"
0: <laughs> well, that and also Shane Douglas's perception of what it meant for Shane Douglas to wrestle Ric Flair was completely opposite of what Ric Flair's perception of what it meant for Shane Douglas to wrestle Ric Flair.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> That's like the CM Punk like Hunter uh, Triple H gimmick. No, you need to work with me. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> yeah, he's thinking like, oh, yeah, man, me and Flair, hey, we're going to go out there, and, and Flair's probably like, you're fucking kidding me.
2: Yeah, <laughs> like like Blair said about him too. Like he said, like he said, Shane told everybody that I torpedoed his career in WCW. And he's like, like I had time to worry about what the fuck was going on with Shane Douglas. He's like, they're trying to cut my hair, put an earring in my fucking ear, and call me Spartacus. You think I give a fuck what's going on with the the, the, the dynamic dude? It's like he wasn't even on my fucking radar. <laughs> like had yeah. nothing to do with that piece of shit. <laughs> plus, plus Blair's on like the booking Shane. committee. Yeah, and I like Shane. Like, I'm a fan of him, but he just he didn't himself no favors with that.
1: In my opinion. well, he should have known that. I mean, Shane's not stupid. You know, you figure once he left ECW, at the, after all the shit that he said, that he, nothing was probably going to work out for him anywhere else because of all the heat that he had gotten. Right? He figured he would he would have carried that around with him and knew that he was pretty much going to be doomed. You know, anywhere that he went, so he went to work for Target or Walmart. <laughs> Reinvented himself, <laughs> the Greeter Shane Douglas. <clears throat> he could have walked uh, yes. out checking ticket stubs with a flashlight.
0: This is <laughs> this is this, like I said. This is Shane's return to ECW. He pretty much gives the franchises back, and like we said wasn't as over with the crowd as he anticipated that it would. The next thing we have is a segment.
2: I also didn't like the fact that he smacked Bubba and seven of the Dudleys just stood there and watched him. Yeah. What were they going to do? Chubby's still eating.
1: Sign guy had that big-ass sheet with Spray. You know what I mean? What were they going to do anyway? All the dumb Dudleys. They made fun of Bubba. You know? I mean, Bubba was still green at the time. So, well, you know, he basically went out there and just fucking jobbed them out by saying, you guys are going to do all you guys aren't going to do anything to me. <laughs> you got like five guys out here and you guys still ain't going to do anything to me. So, yeah, he pretty much jobbed them out. Poor Bubba. Joey,
0: Joey Styles now is in the ring with Stevie Richards and the Blue Meanie. Um, this is one of this is one of those face, famous segments in ECW history.
1: I didn't I didn't remember this. Like I didn't see this I didn't see this coming.
0: I didn't see I didn't see it coming. I mean once it got to it I knew what it was but but also to be perfectly honest with you a lot of what Stevie Richards does not Blue Meanie. I do like Blue Meanie, but a lot of what Stevie does has go away heat with me. Yeah, so, me too. Um I I didn't remember that that he was even really a part of this whole thing. But, uh, Aaron, if you, unless you want to recap the, the interview, we'll get to the important part. I was just <clears throat> Stevie
2: talking about um, making out with Missy Hyatt, and now he's like a sex stud and all that stuff. Like, I think he went into meeting studly Stevie Richards, and I actually like Stevie, but um, then he tries to kiss Beulah, but Beulah won't kiss him, and he's like, oh, what is it because you're Raven's girl? and. Um, I'll let you take it from that. Yeah, right,
1: right here is where I knew where the angle was going.
2: Yeah.
1: Like, like I said, I didn't see the, I didn't remember the angle. Like I said, I must not have been there. I don't know. But the, right right here is where I knew the angle was going. Because I, I had the TV from getting TV from there. But I'm yeah, like, oh, the, this is the angle. This is it.
2: Plus That's a lot of I'm the footage. A lot of the footage they show, they clip out like him talking about making out with Missy and everything. Like when they show the footage of it, it just moves into like Or you won't kiss me because you're Ravens girl. Like they cut out that first half of Stevie getting his trying to get his shit over.
0: You know. You
1: know what's funny is, um, I upstairs in the bedroom, the place I'm staying, the one of the boxes that I walk by all the time because I had all my DVDs sent over to me from Jess, and she pretty much put like all my DVDs like had to take them (laughs) off the shelves, and you know. And I walk by, and, the, and right there on the top of the boxes, one of the boxes that's open, it's all my ECW stuff. So I might have to pull that pull that back out and see, like, what they really cut out of that, you know, if they did anything more to it. Because mm-hmm. it seemed like it did kind of like, it kind of went pretty quick. And I remember it being longer than that, you know. Well, but this was what? This was the Bula announcing the pregnancy gimmick.
0: Yes, and it's the 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 way that this is done to me, I will say to this day, is one of the most perfect things ever in ECW history because you have you have built we've built this story with Raven, Tommy, and Beulah. Like Aaron said, Stevie's being a fucking creeper trying to get Beulah to 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 sleep with him or kiss him. And he says, she says, I can't. And he says, Why? You're Ravens, because you're Ravens girl. And she says, No, I'm pregnant. And then crowd,
1: the crowd loved that. They didn't and, that
0: then, and then and then, and what is totally missing from pro wrestling today, Raven just shows up in the ring. If this was two thousand, if if this was 2023, Raven's music would have hit and he would have yep. come to the ring. But His no, also, went off. yeah, Raven is in the ring and he's pissed Dude, at how her. fast did he hit the ring? Oh, quick as shit. Like it was perfect. Like it's like this is and that's what I say this is great cuz you're it's like you're living in the moment with these fucking people, you know? And like was Raven just take just just theoretically saying this was kind of real.
1: Was Raven kind of like walking around in the back and just kind of like happened to catch it on the monitor, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Or 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 you could even go with the premise of since these are his Cronies or whatever, he's standing at the gorilla <laughs> position or whatever you want to call it in ECW, watching his cronies out in the ring.
1: Yeah, he didn't know that it was going to go awry like this. He yeah, he's like, I didn't know this. Shot. I didn't. I
0: didn't know <laughs> this was going like this. Fuck. <laughs> Good lord. Yeah, he was out there pretty goddamn quick. <laughs> and then it's all it's also great. He's like, Raven... like, Oh shit!
2: I don't want you to get fat
0: again. Like... <laughs> Raven, La- Raven, La- Raven, La- Raven lamb based um Beulah. Stevie. But then she says, it's not yours. And then the, the perf it's perfect. His 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 initial thing is just to turn around and clock fucking Stevie. Yeah, and then Dad, she's he like hit,
1: he hit Stevie as fast as he hit the ring.
0: <laughs> like he didn't even get a chance to
1: sell it. You know, he just like boom, he automatically just assumed that it was poor Steve and he he just like started just wearing them out, you know, and then you know, and then you, know. you should have had meanie be like, what nobody believes it could be
2: mine? <laughs> yeah, pretty much.
1: <laughs> I, I don't know why Raven didn't do that any too, especially when he said it's not yours. Why didn't he why didn't he go after Meanie? Because you know what I mean? Because apparently now that Raven's insinuating that she's a floozy, <laughs> she'll sleep with anybody. But right about here is where I wrote down that I jinxed myself. Cuz I'm thinking, "Oh my god, I'm like, I don't know how much how long I'm into this show and there's somebody that I haven't seen yet." And as soon as I wrote down, I just jinxed myself.
0: Yes, you first Mr. Dave course, day. The big reveal is that the baby belongs to Tommy Dreamer. And here comes Tommy Dreamer to grace us with his presence.
2: Yes. The biggest heel in ECW, Tommy Dreamer. Yep. Yeah. yeah, now he's fucking because he's fucking
1: Fran- um, Beulah. <laughs> yeah. Everybody wants to bang her. Raven's now assuming everybody's banging her. <laughs> Everybody but Tommy. That, that was back in the – they had that heat back when they were in Camp June together. Well, that's yeah, a good thing. She- I, I literally wrote that down. I just jinxed myself. <laughs> Tommy Dreamer run in. Because I had I went back and looked at my other notes and saw what I had just seen. And I'm like, well, I don't know how long the show is. But I'm like, well, we haven't seen Tommy Dreamer. And I couldn't remember who he worked So, you know, I'm like, well, maybe there's no Dreamer on the show. Maybe he's running he, he's he's uh, running the locker room or something. And then, bam, here he shows up in his leather jacket. That poor – I wonder how many cows that took to make that leather jacket. Jesus. <laughs>
2: You know, this guy's been beating this girl up for like five months. Then he raw dogs her and knocks her up, ruins the relationship. He's a heel. He's a heel. Yet the people love him. He's a heel.
1: <laughs> He's the real scumbag. <laughs> well, what would have happened if the crowd would have realized that and turned on him? You know, like just it not like got behind him and got behind Raven. Because <laughs> Raven's the one that's been done wrong here.
2: <laughs> plus he yeah, had to have known he know, had to have he been, crowd smartened up and like got behind Raven. He had to have known she was pregnant or that he was banging her. And he was just letting like that's the other thing. Like until she said it's Tommy's, he was just staying out of it. Like he was just gonna let Stevie try to like force himself on to force himself onto view. He's just standing. like oh, I'll just stand by and let this guy try to force himself on this girl I've impregnated. Once he got out and he was like, Oh shit, I better do something now, or I'm gonna look like a I'm gonna look like a creep.
0: <laughs>
2: I, I, I just love the fact that he didn't go
1: after Meanie. Now that not that we talked about that, that's hilarious. The fact that he would not insinuate that Bill is so much of a <laughs> whore that, that Meanie couldn't have fucked her.
2: <laughs> and she's obviously a chubby chaser, she's with Tommy.
1: Yeah. But they're they're a couple in real life. I wonder what the she's looking like nowadays, because <coughs> we all know what he's looking like. Well, actually, nobody knows because nobody can get impact anyway. So I, that's, he's probably the best. He's probably that's probably the best company for him to work for. A Company that nobody sees.
0: <laughs> yeah, he has gotta, gotta be a to, well, in, dude. In, dude in, even in, impact I'm
1: with today. That that um, Bubba made a comment about. They were talking about mopeds and he said me and Tommy ought to ride together on mopeds and then call us the McGuire twins. <laughs> so you know, you ever seen that picture of the McGuire twins? Oh yeah. 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 So you know how big Tommy is. And Bubba, who Bubba who's in shape now. If Bubba's saying it, then you know Tommy's fucking gotta be fat and out of shape. Er.
0: <laughs> out of shape, err, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, that's that's it, folks. We that that's a little uh big big moment in ECW history with the the uh, Beulah being pregnant with Tommy Dreamer's baby, and we know we're going to get a lot more story of the out of this over the weeks and months to come. At least nine months of it. Up next was a match I expected to like, but actually wasn't. I didn't really like the match. I Sandman versus Conan for the ECW title. Yeah. I, I, I didn't get into this match like I thought I might.
1: Well, first off, I had an old boy right next to it as soon as I saw him in the ring. And then I, I was not expecting anything out of this match at all. Like, I didn't expect anything out of this match, and I pretty much didn't get – I pretty much got what I expected out of it. You know, I mean, it was stiff, but it was sloppy. You know, they, the, there was no chemistry there whatsoever. Conan had no idea how to get over an ECW, you know.
2: Like it takes more. he bled like a son of a bitch, but it takes more than just busting yourself open to fucking get over with that yeah. crowd.
1: Yeah, it it was a stiff, sloppy match, is the way I wrote it down. It was, you know, plus Sam, man, This probably this was probably getting late night anyway. He was probably yeah.
0: That's what I was gonna deep. say you're right. He's probably he's probably twelve deep at this point anyway. Yeah,
1: and and it had a, and it had a lame finish, because uh, that was totally Cody <laughs> not wanting to do the job. And he probably yeah. pulled the whole triple-A card too. Oh, you know I'm a big star in Mexico, brother. You know I can't be doing jobs, you know kind of deal. Because they did the fucking lame as ten count finish. When did ECW they, ever do that?
2: Plus, he was on his way to WCW too, so he probably didn't want a job and then go in there. And um, I think the I think the fact that woman's on her way out is. Uh, getting known to the guys too because they chant at at woman i don't know if you guys chant it, but they they keep chanting bischoff's gonna fuck you
0: to woman is that what they were chanting yeah Yeah. i couldn't i I, i'm glad you heard it because i i put down there's a chant here that i can't make out so i couldn't
2: i had to rewind it because i wanted to double check but yeah they're chanting they're chanting at a woman that bischoff's gonna fuck you
0: i
1: heard the word fuck but i didn't hear bischoff so yeah that's funny yeah, that's funny you caught that because I heard the chant. I just didn't know what the hell
2: they were chanting either. It's like I think I think she's out maybe two shows from from here. I think. The woman. Right. Yeah.
1: She's gone after what two more shows or? Yeah, because she's going
0: to show up. She's two more, show two up.
2: more, she's, two she's, more she's, arena she's, shows.
0: I think. She's about to show up on Nitro with Flair.
1: Yeah, it was just a, if, to me it was a lame finish. That was Conan, and not one to put him over. Yeah, stupid. You know, he never did a finish like that, as far as I know, on ECW. And the the
0: the next match is um, I put I wrote down I I didn't the next match I didn't like either because this match was way too fucking long. It shouldn't have been this long. It's Sabu versus Stevie Richards. Sabu should come to the ring, lay waste to Stevie Richards for four minutes, and then pin him. Instead,
1: yeah, I, wrote, I wrote that it should have been good.
0: <laughs> yeah. Instead, like like Stevie Richards is presented on Sabu. Yes. He's presented as equal to Sabu in this match. And I did not like that at all.
1: I don't think, I don't think he was presented as equal to the match just because he got some offense, which I thought was kind of minor offense. I thought at the end of the day, Sabu wore him out. (laughs) I mean, like by just diving on him repeatedly and, you know, and like slamming them all over the place. So, I mean, at the end of the day, Stevie didn't get a whole – he didn't get a whole lot of offense in when it came to, like, moves and stuff. But he had his comebacks with the punches and the kicks and some stuff. But, like, literally Sabu would just cut him off. Like, whenever Sabu was ready to cut him off, he just cut him off and went back to giving him another big move, <laughs> you know. And then
2: it just kind and of Nate's did that for I, a while, you know. I agree with Nate. This should have been a devastating tragedy for Stevie Richards. Like, this should have just been, like, like- – He comes out, Sabu comes out, Sabu stabs him, puts him through a table, Arabian face buster, and that's it. Like it should have just let Sabu hit his hits and get the fuck out. Because this thing went way too fucking long.
0: Yeah, and then you can present it as Stevie had a really bad night. He couldn't get any ass. And he got fucking laid out by Sabu.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Tough night at the office, poor Steve. (laughs)
0: Yeah.
1: So well we're we're coming, we're getting ready to go home here, aren't we?
0: Yes. Uh, the one thing that I did write down that that really annoyed me, and like I said, I was annoyed by how long the match was. But you tell me if you think I'm off base here, Chab. The one that really got me was I don't understand why. Okay, because because one of Sabu's signatures is putting a motherfucker through a table, and I don't understand why when they were mapping this match out, they had Sabu put Stevie through a table. And Stevie still came back. I just really? didn't. I just yeah. didn't like that. I didn't like the fact that you know, if hits one of his signature spots on this fucking bozo, and the bozo <laughs> comes back, I don't know. I just, I, I just don't like. I didn't like the way it was laid out. I guess not that. Not that it was. terrible. they had
2: They had plans for Stevie
0: still. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're right in the in the hindsight. But at this you're point, right,
2: they're everybody. still at this point they're still treating him like a fucking goofball, though. <laughs> Like they don't have they don't have the BWO and all that shit in their mind yet. He's just dancing stupid Stevie Richards. The king and, of Swing though. Yeah, it's like and like I said, you guys you guys are not fans of him, but I'm actually a fan of him. I like the goofball character and everything. But if there was ever a character that could have survived a fucking two minute fucking destruction of Sab from Sabu and still been okay, it would have been fucking Stevie. You know what I mean?
1: Or it shouldn't have been Stevie because Stevie shouldn't have survived it. But he's they still got what five or five to seven probably with Stevie getting more offense. So I, I mean, like you said, hindsight. You know, we we would have thought that Sabu <laughs> would have just killed him, but as we see later on, Stevie plays a bigger role with the company. So yeah, it, and it Sabu all kind does makes sense at the end.
0: Sabu does finally win the match with a face buster. Then we move on to our main event, which I don't have a lot of notes on because it's so hard to take. I've always said it's hard to take notes on a match like this, but it's the Swan Song in ECW for the Public Enemy, Sayonara. It's Public Enemy versus the Gangsters, and um, the only note I got, and
2: this would be more of a question for Chad, was did these guys get along like in in the back? Like were they, or were they just kind of indifferent to each other? Or like the I never saw them and, talk.
1: I never saw them in the I never saw them in the play, same place together, like you know. So I, I would have absolutely no idea, because I I know where they would have been at in the locker room. They would have been upstairs. They wouldn't have been down with us. They would have been somewhere else. But you know, they would have had to have come down at some point to go. You know, to get ready to go to Gorilla. So they would have had to have been out. You know, somewhere together. But I never saw them. I mean, then again, what are you going to put together? yeah (laughs) it was a typical it was a typical brawl i mean and it wasn't even a good brawl you know how bad public enemy is per se especially when you're basically you know being you know you're leaving so everybody assumes they're going to do the job and the way the gangsters just manhandled them you know carried them all around the building you know what i mean beat them all up over the place everybody thought they were going to fucking lose I even thought they were going to lose. Honestly, I just figure that's I the way the business goes.
0: I, I don't know why they didn't lose. That's actually in my notes. I'm like, probably would
1: everybody you... assume that they were going to
0: lose? Yeah, just to do a swerve, I guess. Yeah, I guess I you're think right. But thought, yeah, just... I think I think
2: they I think honestly too. I think Paul and Todd probably thought they were going to be back. <laughs> like, I don't think they thought they were going to last in WCW
1: very long. Probably. Gonna... Yeah, Paul. Paul probably could have had a. An inside, an inside track on that—how that was going to go to begin with, you know. He, he probably knew that once they get them, they're going to see that they can't work, you know. And
2: all the, all they are is a one-trick pony. And they went to WCW, and became the fucking Bushwhackers, basically. Not knocking the Bushwhackers, but you know what I mean. And like, by the time they made it back to ECW, there, it's like they did their shit in reverse. Like, used to leave. The blood and guts places and get to the big time yeah. and not want to do that shit anymore. They went to the big time, then came back to the blood and guts thing and were like, we're not going to do that.
1: Right. Yeah, they okay. so, did it totally in reverse. It, 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 like I said, it, it, to me, I wrote that it was the public opinion went over and it was weird, probably because everybody knew they were leaving. So, you know, everybody knew that basically if you're leaving, you're going to do your job on the way out. So they were like, "It ain't gonna hurt the gangsters," you know. Mm-hmm. Plus, what's the what's the pin? You know, when you, after they see all this, you know, brawling all over the building and breaking everything. At the end of the day, a three count doesn't even matter. <laughs> you know, you know what I'm saying <laughs> it could have been anybody; could have got pinned, and it wouldn't have mattered.
0: Yeah, because normally in one of these type matches, somebody gets pinned, and then the match still goes another ten minutes with them cracking each other with toasters and shit. So yeah, you know, the pin
1: really what didn't matter.
0: But yeah, that was that was it. That was uh, that was the show. That was House Party ninety six. And I got to say, I actually, I this is the first time I've given a show that we've watched in the uh, high uh, more than a B minus. I gave this show a B plus, and the only reason I didn't give it. In the A area, to be honest with you, was I was not Sandman and Conan, and then Richards and Sabu. As much as I like some of the participants, those two matches just I didn't. They were they were they weren't good. I didn't like them.
2: Yeah, they could have done so without some that. Of that stuff. I just think it's funny. You were like, I didn't want to give this show. I didn't want to give this show into its A area. It's like, whoa.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I wasn't even. I wasn't even close for me. <laughs>
0: Aaron, what but did you give
1: it? I am stepping, I am stepping into the B minus area, though. I bet you this show was a lot better live than it was on TV. You know, it had to have been <clears throat> to keep them people there as long as they kept them there that night. You <laughs> know, for that, to me, it was a shitty payoff. You know, public enemy asking all the guys to come back to the, from the locker room to have one last dance. Yes. scream, scream, gay.
2: <laughs> uh, what do you want to what did anybody come out because <laughs> bob ortiz <laughs> it's bob <laughs> ortiz and bad crew <laughs> <laughs> and rocky ortiz <laughs> yeah
1: and then they went they went through the they went to the traditional public enemy video with the bad generic music and you know just showed all their all their highlights and all and yeah, you know, basically, yeah, to me it was if, a B minus C plus to me was, you know, it was that's that would be the best I could give it, which isn't bad at all. Mm-hmm. You know, I it, it had to have been better live. I'm just saying, because you know, you could tell how how they had to edit it down to almost three hours just for Peacock. Right. You know, it was still two hours and over two and a half hours. So they had it had to have been a five hour show. That they just cut down all the intro, a lot of the intros and all that stuff for editing. So, dude, that crowd had to be worn out, man. What a it's long like, show! We've been
0: here for five hours and Rocco Rock wants us to
1: dance with him. Dance with him? What? Why don't we all just go hang out in Jimmy Del Rey's van? <laughs> Slow ride. <laughs> Why do I want to hang out with you, Rocco? There's a party going on out in the parking lot.
0: Aaron, what did you grade this show?
2: Uh, I'd say right around how you guys are saying, like a high, like a high C or a low B. It was just there was good stuff on it, and then there was shit that I just thought was kind of lame or whatever. Like I, it, like Shane's entrance was stupid. Well, I shouldn't say, well, I shouldn't say stupid, but it's just anticlimactic. The Conan Sandman match was fucking train wreck. It's just. The good was really good, and the bad was really bad. If that makes good to bad and the ugly.
1: Yep.
2: Well, that what being said, would
1: you give it, Nate? Oh, me? uh B plus. All right, so we got a B plus. What'd I say? B minus.
0: You say you said B minus C plus. Yeah,
1: and then Aaron, same way. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we're all pretty much in agreement agreements on this.
0: Um. But it's like we like we said before we got into the year nineteen ninety-six and now that we're into the year nineteen ninety-six, we're gonna see a lot less bad and a lot more good as we I go so. through the next the next year of ECW. A lot more um, bad
1: crew or a lot less bad crew.
0: <laughs> a lot less bad crew and a lot more good stuff.
1: <laughs>
0: Probably the well, worst stuff see- that Probably, probably the
1: bad crew, as long as they're running spot shows in in Pennsylvania, I can tell you Probably
0: that. the worst, probably the worst stuff coming up in watching '96 is going to be how many times we have to put up with emo Tommy Dreamer.
1: Oh yeah, pretty
0: much. That, uh, the overacting, bad drama class acting, Tommy it'll Dreamer.
2: Old put, up, put upon Tommy.
0: Yes.
1: <laughs> oh, made me laugh, dude. My ribs hurt. <laughs>
0: Well, that being said, we're going to sign off. Um, I want to thank Aaron and Chad for joining me this evening for Reliving the Extreme. Do check us out on Patreon at patreon.com backslash reliving the extreme. And I am actually working as we speak. I'm doing like the, the past four or five episodes first, but I am working on getting the audio of these episodes. And then eventually I'll go back and do all of them. Anyway, long story short, I'm also working on getting us on YouTube, our shows up on YouTube as well. So because we are not we don't have we don't Can't have a wait. presence on on YouTube. And I think that would be that's going to be a good thing, too, for those of you that would rather, you know, what, listen to the show on YouTube. So, stay on the lookout for that. Aaron, Chad, thank you for joining me.
1: Yep. No problem, guys.
0: And we'll see everybody next week on A Reliving the Extreme. Have a great week, everybody.